Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday as we go to God's Word about different topics we all face. No matter if you're in the car or doing laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Everything I am, everything I'll be, I owe it all. No fear, victory is here, I owe it all To your I'm leaning on your promise hey guys, welcome back to episode two of Chosen Girls Tell Me About It We're so glad that you've joined us again I'm very excited to have a special guest um, with us today, Miss Daphne Clark I'm like, I need some, some claps in the background <gasps> You know, like <laughs> It's, I'm so excited. So Daphne and I met um, through my local, a couple, I guess almost two years ago now. It's been quite some time. Mm-hmm. And um, she and I have just always gotten along so great and, and kindred spirits. And she's just such a wonderful, peaceful, and just a radiant just ray of joy in my life. Um, she always brings the Lord with her everywhere that she goes and she just peppers him everywhere. And you may not even notice at first, but if you stick around long enough, you will definitely see the Lord out of her heart. She is a wonderful person, but also a fantastic artist who's really been blessed by the Lord and uses her gift to glorify the Lord. So we are so excited to have her onto the podcast today. Welcome Daphne. Yay. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. That was like the best intro I've ever had. thank you and uh, the love and the feelings are definitely mutual um it's just been a blessing just to well been in Nashville for four years and you know when you always feel like you're afraid to leave something but when you get there like God always brings what you missed in like tenfold you know and so that's Mm -hmm. one thing I'm grateful for it's just the people in my circle, in my life in Nashville. I never thought I would have such a community of love. So, so grateful for you. And it's amazing to see what you and Sarah have built over the past few years and what God is going to continue to do for both of you um, as you touch the lives of other people around the country, around the globe. I just see amazing things in the future for you guys. Oh, thank you so thank much, you. Daphne. And Daphne, you have such a special place in our heart too because you were part of our first and only so far, thanks to COVID-19, uh, worship night, you did such a phenomenal job and we're actually putting the song, uh, your song, Your Grace for our intro. So y'all make sure to go check that out and download that on Apple Music. We're so excited for that. And we love introducing our friends to our other friends. So hello, meet Daphne, everyone. <laughs> That's a perfect way to put it, you know, um, for those of you who are listening, you know, if you've been around for a while, you know that we're always super laid back, but I think that we have, we always feel laid back because it's just one big happy family over here. And we hope that mm-hmm. that community that is communicated well on the other side of your speakers. Um, we consider you a part of our family well as well. So, um, 
So Daphne, why don't you kick us off and tell us a little bit about yourself. You already mentioned that you've been in Nashville for a few years, but um, just give us a little bit of your history. Yeah, I mean, it feels like I have a lot of history, but I'm 30 years old, so I guess it can't be too much. But so I've lived in Nashville for four years now, oh, January, four years, which is amazing. Wow. I'm typically a nomad, so I've moved around a lot of places. Um, but Nashville's home now, and I'm grateful for it. But before that, I actually lived in Miami, uh, New Jersey, Boston, Atlanta, and I was born in Detroit, Michigan. So kind of just up and down the east part, mid-Atlantic, southeast part of the country, and kind of was like, well, it's too cold in Boston, too hot in Miami. What's in the middle? So here we are in Nashville. <laughs> except <laughs> but, for this um, week. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, except for this week, definitely. Uh, a little snow is never too bad, though. But my background kind of spans across a lot of different things. So, of course, what's closest to my heart is worship leading. Um, I've been worship leading since 15, so 15 years now, which is amazing to think of. Um, but also, you know, I was trained as a music therapist. So I worked as a music therapist for several years in different populations, um, mainly in hospice, so end of life. And, you know, just in case you don't know what music therapy is, it's the evidence-based practice of musical interventions um, and a therapeutic relationship to kind of help patients achieve non-musical goals. So in short, you can use music in, you know, kind of a clinical way to achieve many, many different goals because it is a universal language and it just activates all of the brain. Like nothing else activates as much as the brain as music. So very passionate about that. But most recently, I've kind of ventured into the world of technology. So I'm working in technology, kind of like operations and program management. So as you'll get to know me, um, I love to use all my skills and my gifts that God has given me. I don't believe he's, you know, said, hey, you, you're good at this one thing. You should just stick with it for the rest of your life. For some people, that may be the case, but like he, he gives us gifts to, to make an impact on the world and to love one another. So I always say, if he has several ways for me to do that, I'm always going to be willing to go and um, be obedient. So in short, that's kind of my, my background, my history. Amen. I yeah. love what you said. I feel like a word that's going to come up a lot for me is, you know, kind of breaking the status quo. And I think that it is such a hope and encouragement to our listeners that, you know, God has given you multiple gifts and you can use them all. And there is no pressure or anything like that. And we'll get into more of that with, with more of your testimony. But I just appreciate what you're doing with that, Daphne. I love, I love that you're utilizing every facet of what God has put into your personality and your gifts and your talents. And I, I love what you said and that, you know, God will bring what you miss tenfold. That just, oh my gosh, I think that's the fear that so many of us have about the transitions that life will take us through, you know, it's, there's always, you know, life is ever changing. And, you know, if we do want to grow, I know that, that we have to be challenged and it's, it's an opportunity to grow our faith. But um, you just said in, a, in another beautiful way that your faith in the Lord will never return void and that we should rest in that and have so much just peace knowing that it's okay if the Lord's taking you outside of a path that you always dreamed that it, it would be, or that you, mm -hmm. that someone told you it would be, or any of those things and that, you know, to trust in him above all else. Um, well, I'm going to dive in with some questions if that's okay. And yeah, I'm, let's do it. 
and again, you know, if this, if this even derails or wherever we end up in left field, that's fine. We always make it back at the end. <laughs> so my first question is, you know, between the different transitions of life that you've experienced, what has kept you the most grounded to your music and your craft? Yeah. So honestly, that's a journey in and of itself, music. So I grew up in a church, grew up singing, always in choir, musical theater, then I went to school for music therapy. So of course, that's a passion of mine. And worshiping, I've always had some walls when it came to actually walking in that gifting, believe it or not. So putting myself out there, writing songs and releasing songs, is such a vulnerable thing to do. Um, and honestly, I struggled with self-esteem for so many years. So when I released Your Grace and Found Me last year, it was kind of like going into 2020, I was like, I have to release music. Um, and even the past 10 years, my mom's like, you play all these songs for me. How come you don't release them? God wants you to share them. But it's always that fear of people not liking what I have to put out, um, people criticizing it, me comparing myself to other people. So it's probably... Took a, it took a decade. Like So my goal was I have to release songs in 2020. If you look and see when I released it, I released it December 18th. Like I came right down to the deadline. Um, but it took that, it took all year for me to kind of just know who I am and who God created me and know that he gave me this gift for a reason. It may not relate to every single person around the world, but if it relates to one person, if it introduces God to one person, if it introduces love and peace to one person, then that's, that's enough, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's also, it took me some time to realize, okay, this is a gift he gave me to, to stretch, um, you know, his mission to, to kind of just grow his kingdom. And so it's like, I put all this pressure on me to do what God wants to do. Like, there's no way I can do it on my own. I don't even know. There's, I feel like we always put these pressures on ourselves. We feel like we have to always strive for things. We always have to be successful, be the best, be perfect, which we're not called to be. And it wasn't until I was like, you know what? I'm going to release it and I'm going to hand it over to you, God, and you do what you see fit with it. Um, I'm going to be obedient, produce it, get it out. And if it stretches across the world, it's God's will. If it stretches across Nashville, it's God's will. If it stretches across my family and friends, that's God's will. And I, I have a lot of peace in that. So I probably got away from the question, but no, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, it was, it's definitely, it's been a journey because oh, self-esteem, man, it's just, oh, um, <laughs> you can go on with that, but just feeling like you're not enough and feeling like, you know, God called us to do great things. But again, when we, when we remove him from the equation, and that's when all the pressure, that's when all the anxiety and the depression comes from. Um, and really, I just, I just had to put my faith in him. And, you know, he wanted me to release music. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it and put it in his hands. And it was something I was so proud that I did. And now I'm just going to keep it going. I'm not doing it for fame. You know, I'm not doing it for any accolades. Again, I'm just doing it because I feel like I'm being obedient. So music's definitely been something I've loved and a gift that I've kept to myself. And, you know, I just didn't want to do that anymore because I didn't think that's, that's why he gave it to me. 
Wow. I'm going rogue. I'm asking a question that's not on the page. Don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you may need to be afraid. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so I'm so curious because I feel like so many of us, myself included, have faced things that you're really choosing between obedience and kind of preserving your own self in comfort or you know, whatever excuse or downfall, even it doesn't even have to be an excuse. It could be a valid reason to not obey God and what, you know, he's calling you to do was it more of a thing that you had to hype yourself up to be obedient, like just deciding. And then once you decided to produce this music in 2020, that you just committed to it, or was it more of a, you had to remind yourself every day of why you were doing it because I'm very curious. I feel like that's a question that every day is kind of what chosen girl focuses on mm -hmm. of how do we do this? So do you care to share your, like how did obedience go for you? Was it like a one time and commit or was it like an every day I needed reminding? It was like a every year, <laughs> every year yeah. I would set a goal to release music. Every year I would set a goal to release music. And then like every two years I would end up, in a conversation with my mom crying because she's like, why won't you do it? Why don't you see what I see in you, what God sees in you? Um, and so, so over several years. So when I first moved to Nashville in 2017, I actually recorded a full EP. It was ready to go. I haven't released any of it. I've been sitting on it. Um, so again, it's just like every year I've taken, I, I place a goal to do it. And you see, you know, 2017 to 2019, I didn't get there and it's okay. I still kept trying. I still kept pushing myself. I still kept pushing my faith. Um, I kept spending more time with God in my writing so that I can really feel that, you know, the words were coming from him, coming from my testimony, my life experience. And then it's also just a timing thing too. There are things that happened between 2017 and 2019 that influenced the music I put out last year. So it's never in our timing. It's always God's timing. But, you know, I knew it was what he wanted me to do. So I was just going to keep being diligent. You know, we do our best and we put in our time and our work and our effort and we will see the fruits of it in his timing. So it was several years, <laughs> several years of like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then just being afraid or having other things pop up. And like, there were so many reasons for me not to release music last year which is why I was like, okay, this is the year to do it. Um, so I started the year, it was okay. Um, I actually started the year pretty in a, in a decent spot, but around this time last year, I actually went into a bout of depression. Um, I've had um, history of what are called fibroids and they're like tumors on your uterus. Um, and I first discovered that in my mid twenties and I kind of just, you know, didn't pay as much attention to them. But by the time I got to like the end of 2018, no, 2019, like my life was just affected by it. So much pain. Um, my menstrual periods were terrible. I was fatigued all the time. I had no energy to do anything. It literally just blew up my life. And then once I finally got the guts to go get them checked out, I've always been afraid. Like the look on the ultrasound technician's face was like, is there even a uterus in there? And I'm like, okay, bedside manner that's that's not what you do um but I was just like broken and after meeting with a few different doctors in the area they're like yeah hysterectomy we're going to have to remove it you have too many and so you're telling a 30 year old 
woman that she has to have a hysterectomy, a woman who wants to have children, have a family. So I actually went into depression around this time last year because I accepted that was my reality. Um, might as well not even try to date. Like, who's going to want me? I can't have kids. So I went through all of that in February and then March. My birthday came up and I was like, you know what? I'm going on a trip. So I actually went to Italy and was there during lockdown. Um, and so it was just like so many things going on. And then, you know, on that trip, I was alone, but I had so much time with God. And he was like, it's not what the doctor says. It's what I say. Um, and so when I got back, my mom somehow found a support group. I don't know how I spoke to them and they mentioned a group of doctors down in Miami. Um, and so I actually planned to go see them after I got back from Italy. And so when I went to that doctor, they took a look at the same ultrasound that I had in Nashville. And he was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. You'll be fine. And so I was just like wow. in shock. And I was like, wait, you could go in and basically cut open my uterus and put it back together he was like yeah and I was like can I have kids and it was like he was surprised I even asked him and I was like wow. you don't understand what I've been through and so that was a moment when I was like man if I weren't so afraid to look for doctors a year ago or two years ago like like how how long have I prolonged this process of being healed you know just because I was afraid um and so I was so happy I listened to God just to not give up because I did like I gave up um, so we we're supposed to have the surgery. Then of course the pandemic sprung. Um, and they were like, no, no elective surgeries. And it was really heartbreaking because the summer was like the worst pain I ever had. Like I couldn't stand, I couldn't move. It was so I was sorry. literally on the phone with my mom just crying. Um, and I was like, I'm coming home. So I drove down to Florida where my family is, and I was like, I'm just gonna call the doctor and just let him know how I'm doing. And on that call, he was like, yeah, I just got the clearance to start surgeries again. Would you wanna have the surgery? And I was like, yeah, how soon? He was like, two weeks. So two weeks wow. later, I'm there <laughs> going through like COVID times in the surgery. Um, and honestly, it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through. The recovery was crazy, but it was successful. And now like a year later, I can, I can have children you know, I can reproduce, carry a child. And it's like, at, since like last year happened, all those things happened. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely releasing this music. I've gone through that. I've gone through that. And I trusted and believed in the Lord through all of those different things. I'm like, okay, I can release music. He's going to do something with this. Um, and so that's kind of how I got to releasing music that year, last year when I just had so many things that I could have just given up, you know? Um, because of fear and I was like man fear really has had a hold over me the past several years and so I don't know it's just right now I just I'm so grateful I have this gratefulness every single day even though like things aren't perfect it's like I'm gonna have hard times but that's that's why we have joy he gives us joy so that we can have peace and happy and the sad times um, and just going through last year and just seeing where I am it was just amazing and to me it's just a miracle but it's also something I had to do like I had to do something on my part I had to be like okay Lord I'm going to trust in you I'm not going to give up I'm going to keep searching I'm going to go through with this and trust that I will be healed um and when I made that decision that's that's what happened so it's just been it's been a road <laughs> for oh, sure wow. Yeah. What a story, Daphne. 
I'm, I'm speechless. God is so faithful. Yeah, he really is. I, and I didn't even, you know, I've, I know that over the past year, especially with COVID and, and whatnot, we haven't had a chance to visit with each other, but I didn't even know all of that. And that is, it's crazy what's happening, but you know, your faith in the Lord once again did not return void and he protected you and watched over you through that whole process. Um, what, what piece of advice would, do you have for someone who has a dream, whether that's, you know, something that's creative or not, that it's kind of on that cusp of, I want to take a leap, but I'm not sure what, what is, what's a piece of advice for right now, but also what's a piece of advice for like a year from now down the road, um, regardless of where they might be? Yeah. So my, I guess, every season I have, there's like a verse that sticks out to me or like a word or a phrase in like the past few years, I think it was Isaiah 119, but the overall idea was, you know, be willing and obedient. And so that was just something I would tell myself over and over again, be willing and obedient. Um, and the only way you can do that is by hearing from God. And the only way you can hear from God is by spending time with him. So, you know, I spent my time worshiping alone, um, meditating, praying, reading the Bible, of course. So first you need to get close with God because he, you will hear him and you will fill him in your heart when you have an open relationship with him. Um, and so I was able to hear him several times just nudging me in different directions. And so I was like, I'm just going to do it. If I'm afraid, I said I was going to be willing and obedient. So I have to stick to it. Um, and that's how I got through to last year. And it was also just living with an open hand that was another thing. Um, sometimes we try to hold on to things, you know, that God can't even give us because we filled the space already. And there are things I was, you know, that I was allowing to have to take capacity or take take space in my life and my heart that was pulling me away from God and also pulling him away from his purpose and his calling for me. So once I, you know, decided if he wanted to take something away from me that I felt like I should have, it doesn't matter. If something needs to go away, it's only because he wants to replace it. Again, he wants to replace it, and it's going to be far beyond what I thought I wanted or needed in that moment. So just, just always work on your relationship with God. Mine definitely isn't perfect. I'm still working on it. But when you can kind of remove all the distractions and spend time with him, like, he will speak to you. He, there will be thoughts that come into your mind that you're like, where did that come from? You'll feel it in your heart. Like I'm an empath. I'm a very emotional person. So I just feel things and I'm like, where did that come from? Or I'll just hear things. I'm like, where did that come from? Um, and it's just because I've just tried to strengthen my connection with the Holy Spirit. Won't he do it? I mean, I know that you and I are part of the um, Enneagram 2 Club, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's something that's very common, that's very common amongst us, but it can, I feel like it can also get exhausting um, yeah. being someone that, that is very emotionally aware of not only your own emotions, but the emotions of those around you, but how that can, others' emotions can really influence you. I'm sorry, Sarah, is it okay if I dive into another question? <laughs> Please. I, I'm just soaking this all in. I feel like it's a luxury to kind of be a listener right now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still hung up on something that Daphne said like three points ago. So please ask a question. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes with, with us, you know, being empaths and work, you work with all different types of people in the music industry, especially. How do you keep from getting caught up 
and the hustle and bustle and just the mix. And especially when there's not always um, pockets of like Christian artists available wherever you really need to be to do what God's calling you to be. Yeah, so honestly, I used to think about that a lot. Um, when I used to, way back when I thought about being an artist, and I really took it seriously, but I was like, so I want to be a Christian artist, so I want to be an R&B soul artist. And so you, the thing is, you have all these labels, but to me, they don't really matter because you can meet a Christian artist and their heart can just be inside out. Um, and you can meet a rap artist and their heart could just be full of love and joy. Um, and so even when I kind of, um, I guess, categorize myself, um, I do it based on like the sounds of my music. So it's more soul and indie soul kind of vibe. But I write from a Christian standpoint, you know, it's about the point of view. So it's kind of hard to like say, oh, these type of you know, industry people are better than this type of industry people because there's hypocrisy all across the board. But you, I protect myself or I feel God has protected me because I feel like I have a strong spirit of discernment and I can just read and fill people's hearts. Again, just, you know, being a two and then also being a therapist and having the psychology behind it, you kind of pick up on people's intentions um, right away. Um, and I get to, I have to say, I've had the opportunity to work with amazing people. Again, I'm on like the small indie side, not trying to be huge. So I haven't really worked with any labels or anything like that, but I've worked with producers, other singers, songwriters, photographers, makeup artists. Like there's so many people in that realm. And it's been amazing being in Nashville because they all just, they do have a heart for God. Um, and even those who may not identify themselves as Christians, they still have a God-like heart. So I still try to, you know, surround myself with people like that as well. And then, you know, so in this season, so last season it was being willing and obedient with an open hand. This season, my word is release. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, because again, so I'm a ruminator. That's someone who will lay down and just like replay everything that's happened. And then you kind of like focus on the bad things and like I've been doing that a lot this year can we have like a support group for that please? yes oh yeah, my goodness yes, girl. it's so Find real you. it's so real and that's why like I'm really big on mental health because so much of that like can lead to depression and anxiety and people wonder how they get there and so honestly I had to like I've developed like a mantra to get to sleep I just stay released over and over again until I fall asleep and that's, that's just beautiful. me letting go of what's taking over my mind because God wants me to have peace. So I know he doesn't want me going over what happened today at work or, you know, what happened to my family a few weeks ago. And it's like, he wants me to live in a now and a present. And again, if I'm ruminating, how can he give me, you know, thoughts of revelation or new ideas for songs? Like how can he pour into me if I'm taking that space by worry um, and confusion, and sadness, and then anger, like, it just goes down this rabbit hole, so it's really about releasing those thoughts, and even releasing people, you know, you love people, I love people, but some people just aren't a part of, you know, maybe some people need to be a few degrees away from you, um, you can still love them and care for them, but, you know, God wants us to protect our hearts, and so sometimes that means you have you have to kind of shape your circle and who you have um, around you and who you allow to influence you. Daphne, that is so good. And I feel like 
you know, the enemy's attack on our mental health, especially mm-hmm. this past year, has been rampant. And it breaks my heart and it honestly makes me mad, (laughs) mad at him because of the battlefield that is going on in the individual minds of many Christian people. And Mm -hmm. I commend you for your willingness to speak up on that. And I thank you for speaking up on that to our people and to this audience, because when you said the term or the phrase, I'm I'm literally taking notes on what you're saying. It's (laughs) wonderful. I'm soaking it all in. God, God wants me to have peace. God doesn't want us to be sad. God doesn't want us to be worried. And so when you um, talk about coaching, your coaching yourself or repeating to yourself, release, mm-hmm. release, release. Um, I just wanted to thank you because that's going to help somebody who's listening to that right now. <laughs> um, we recommend uh, one of our favorite podcast that we listen to is um, exploring peace and she Mm -hmm. talks about breathing in and breathing out certain words and um, is there any other advice that you would give to the girl who is listening or guy who is struggling with mental health who is embarrassed of their struggle for mental health and where maybe Mm -hmm. could they get started practically um, with their journey to becoming more having more peace of mind yeah so definitely reach out for help. So I'm a therapist, but I go to therapy. Like I need someone to help me organize sometimes um, because I am an overthinker. Um, I can be an overachiever, always going above and beyond. Um, <laughs> and so sometimes you just need another perspective and someone to help you walk through some thoughts. So, you know, if you have insurance, you can see if your insurance um, covers or even there's so many organizations. Um, even the church I'm a part of, um, Connect Church, they even offer, they have, we have a partnership with a group of therapists. Um, and if someone comes to us and they need to have a session or two, we set them up because it's so important. Like our mental health is so important. And I think a lot of us may be ashamed to talk about it because we feel like um, it should be something we can get through on our own. But I'm like, God doesn't expect us to get through life on our own. Um, we want, he, we need to have him with us, but also he has, you know, equipped us with doctors, therapists who are trained to have a heart for this, um, to, you know, come together with him. Um, there are Christian therapists, Christian doctors, whatever you're looking for, but always say, just don't be afraid to talk to someone, even if it's not a therapist. Um, if you have uh, someone who's safe, you feel safe with in your life, um, talk to them. Um, you don't have to tell them everything, but just let them know, hey, I'm feeling this way. Can I, can I share my thoughts and my feelings with you? Because some people kind of fall into that rabbit hole because they don't share what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just talking it out can do so much. Again, that relief, like you hold on so much. And it's like, even if you just share with your community, that's why God gave us community um, to share with one another because your strengths may match their weaknesses and vice versa. You might be going through something someone in your community has already gone through and they can help you through it. But it's really like the, the enemy really, he kind of likes to maximize when we're feeling isolated or alone because it's the opposite of what God wants for us, which is community. Um, and so I would say, you know, find a professional to talk to. If not, find someone in your community um, and then also find the outlet. So I like to write music. I like to sing. 
maybe like to dance or play video games. Like it's still an outlet. It's still something to do um, that's creative. Um, and something, you know, productive might come out of you. you might find out you're a great artist uh, or a singer or I don't know, you can, what is it, knitting? So it's kind of <laughs> yeah. just like there's different ways to express yourself, but it's so important to do it and not try to bottle it all up. Um, because sometimes it's just too much for us to hold on our own. That's so good. Yeah, you know, I saw an um, an article a few weeks ago about the different hobbies that we should all have. Like, there's but you need to have like a hobby for, that helps keep you healthy. There's a hobby that challenges your brain, a hobby that relaxes you, you know, and just something that's fun and all those things. And I don't think we talk about that enough. And I mean, just before we started recording this, I know we were talking about is it a cultural thing? Is it a generational thing? The mindset of work, 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 work. But I think that so many times as just being focused on the professional and the, always the kind of go get it attitude that we, we forget about the parts of us that make us who we are, that we're mm -hmm. more than our jobs or what we've been trained to do or what we're currently doing. And that there's still a, a human and a soul inside of us that the Lord is trying to grow and is calling out to us. And it's yeah. okay if you don't feel like you're at your end goal, because let's be real, we're all very young here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were, who said that we're going to get to the finish line of where the Lord has planned for us to be forever by the age of 30? Like, come on. It's insane yeah. to think that. So why do we set those unrealistic expectations? But having those hobbies along the way, I think kind of helped bring us back to reality. Um, I'll share this short little funny story. I, I was reading a book and it was almost it was be to be returned to the library on an audio book. And I was expressing to a friend of mine, like, oh, I have to listen to it on two times the speed so I can finish it by the evening. And my friend looked at me and said, why are you stressing over a made up deadline? It wrecked my mind. And it, yeah. it made me think like, how many times have we been stressed over something that actually doesn't matter? Mm -hmm. And I think Sarah, what you said earlier, you know, the, the, you know, the devil loves to distract us and it is infuriating because it just sneaks right up on us. So, um, I'm so glad that you brought up the importance of mental health and you talked about some very practical ways to address that outside of, you know, just visiting a, a professional, but also some of the little things that we can just pick up on our own to help give us that mental space. Because I can't tell you how many times, um, me sitting on, on the couch crocheting a blanket that is honestly too big, but that's another story for another day, um, has helped me because I think back on those things, like you said, going back, like really re trying to release some of those things. But if I hadn't given myself that quiet time and space, mm -hmm. it would have never really happened. So I'm, I'm so appreciative that you mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, we're all humans with very different gifts and interests. And, you know, my bottom line is God wants me to be happy. And, yeah. you know, to a certain degree, actually to a lot of degree, I have a choice to be happy. I can make choices and change things in my life um, that are not benefiting me or bringing joy to my life or not allowing me to have the life I feel God wants for me. Like we have a choice. But society likes to make us think we're, we're stuck or we have to just do one thing or we can't be creative and think out of the box or take care of ourselves and it's like no that's not the truth like this is not this is not what he wants for me he wants me to be happy because when I'm happy then I am flourishing when I'm flourishing I am able to impact the lives of others and you know spread my love and my wisdom around and just enjoy being around people like I can make an impact when you know I'm 
living in happiness and joy. So, yeah, it's really, it, I do think it has a lot to do with culture because you go to different other different countries and it's like, uh, they'll maybe get to work at 10 a.m. and then they'll take like a break and meet at the coffee shop and then they'll go back to work for a little bit, you know, for however long. And then that's, you know, have like dinner around 11 o'clock, but it's like, they're, they're enjoying the moment, you know, and not feeling like they have to fit into this, this construct of what life is supposed to be like for everyone. Cause it's not, there's not one life for all. And I feel like we kind of try to fit into maybe like our parents or our family's expectations, definitely society expectations, especially now that social media is just kind of like, it takes up so much space in our lives. And it's so easy to have that spirit of comparison and like, oh, they can do all of this by the time, you know, noon rolls around. I can't even get two things done in my day. And it's like, it's okay. It's, that's your life. That's their life. Honestly, what they're showing you on Instagram probably isn't even the truth. And so it's yeah. kind of hard nowadays, like back then, probably not too long ago, but still back then they didn't have all of these distractions and, you know, just looking so closely into other people's lives and what they're doing and how they're living. So it's definitely more difficult today to have a life for your own and find what makes you happy and not compare it to someone else. And you know what's funny? I, you're literally just right on the same track of everything I've been thinking while you were talking. But it's so funny how a lot of this toxic expectation is fueled by fear. Fear of what other people think of you. Fear of not having the approval of your peers or your family or your friends or society. And, and I just think about how many people who feel stuck or I mean really just kind of imprisoned in in so many ways with their thoughts out of fear of oh if I, if I change this job or if I get a job that's not the major that I you know graduated with with my degree from college or if I go to therapy and someone finds out will someone ask what's wrong with me and I think about how it's almost like we build these walls around ourselves to where we can't even be mobile anymore because of these fears whether they're true or whether they're not true of other people's expectations or society and culture's expectations of us so um Daphne, what is something that you would encourage our followers to do to, to keep focus of what you know God is calling you to do versus the opinions and status quo of society and culture or even close people like your family and friends? Yeah, so honestly, I just keep it simple. Um, if there's something I'm afraid to do because of what I think someone else thinks, it's like, to me, what's more important? what they think of me or what God thinks of me, yeah. you know? And when it comes down to that, I'm like, well, definitely going, <laughs> going with God. I love my family. I even love my friends, but no one knows my heart and knows my inside out the way God does. And so, you know, their judgments are, they're, they're, they're really not going to be true. And when you have someone who may be judging you and you feel bad about it, but it's like, why do you care what they think? You know, you have to ask yourself that too. Why do I even care what that person thinks? You know, what are they doing for me where I have to please them? You know, yeah. like I'm here to please God. I'm here to, to be willing and obedient to him, not to someone else, you know? So 
it's kind of just like getting to the root of it and a lot of those times the question you know leads to okay maybe I do have self-esteem issues or maybe I do have abandonment issues you know and so maybe there are some things I need to unpack and work on and work through to kind of free me from you know the chains that I've kind of put on myself or maybe in my childhood or past relationships um I used to be prone to codependent relationships and those are just a doozy um, but you really just lose yourself because you're trying to please and take care of someone else so badly that you forget, like, it's not your job to heal them. It's not your job to change them. You introduce God to them and let them go through and let God heal them and bring them through where, bring them to where he wants them to be. But I don't have the power to do that. And that's kind of how you get stuck in those cycles because you keep trying to strive for something you just won't be able to attain because it's not in our you know it's not in who we are and it's not in our power to do so so I mean you kind of just have to go again like break it down why do I care what they think what's more important to me pleasing God or pleasing that person and then what's something within me that I need to work on to better myself so that I have more confidence and love for myself um, and that I'm not afraid to press forward and follow the path that God has laid out for me. That is such good practical advice. Thank you for that. It really is. Um, so here's another question, you know, as a singer and a songwriter, what is, what situations or experiences have caused you to grow the most um, and have them been mo the most rewarding? Yeah. Oh, and songwriting. So again, songwriting is a vulnerability thing. And so I won't go to deep into it but my last major relationship it was codependent um which means that you know the person other person had a lot of things that they were going through and struggling with and i was coming in and being the savior being the two um <laughs> coming in and trying to pull them out and it's like a cycle every time that one thing happens i run in i try to save them um and it just became this terrible cycle where it was actually pulling me away from god um, and I actually felt isolated because it was just me and that person. No one else mattered. I lost relationships. Um, I stopped going to church. I wasn't worshiping anymore because I felt like I had to save this person. Like this is what God created me for to save this person. Um, and then one day God was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, do you even know who I am anymore? You don't come to me. You don't spend time with me. You are sad you are miserable, you're not happy, don't you know you deserve a love that only I can give you? But also if you work on yourself, you'll get love reciprocated from another human being as well. And so I kind of had to just break it off, which is really hard, very hard to do in codependent relationships. But you know, what saved me was I got right back into church. Um, I started spending more time with God, eventually got back into worship leading and my relationship was repaired with God. And then that's where I could, that's where he was able to show me, okay, this is, you know, this is what you need to work on personally, um, your self-esteem, because you don't know your worth. Um, so you're more prone to going into relationships you shouldn't be in. That person's not going to treat you the way I want you to be treated as my daughter. So I had to learn that. And then building upon that, my self-esteem grew, my confidence grew. Um, I was able to take and accept more opportunities from God because I let go of that relationship that was pulling me away from him. And so it was really just making that decision to 
leave what wasn't healthy for me and drawing nearer to God and just healing, you know, internally, um, emotionally and mentally. And, you know, the more I did that, the more opportunities I had, um, the more happiness I felt and fulfillment I had too as well. And so that's what kind of led me to finally getting back into writing and co-writing and feeling the confidence, you know, to release music. So it was definitely, it was a lot. Like it's so easy to lose yourself when you don't know who you are in the eyes of God. And so I just really had to go back to basics because I grew up in church. Like I said, I've been leading worship for a while, but it's like, I completely forgot who I was and who he was and like who he was supposed to be in my life. Like I replaced a lot of the space that he was supposed to hold. And, you know, it didn't lead to a good outcome when I did that. Wow. That's so good. But isn't it amazing though, how like when you let go of that one thing that seemed so probably impossible at sometimes to let go of that he replaced that with every Mm -hmm. other thing that you needed. And it Mm -hmm. reminds me of that verse, like he gave me beauty for ashes, Mm -hmm. man. That's so good. That's exactly it. I mean, at least it was really hard. It was a hard moment in my life. But like since then, like it's just blessings on blessings. And I don't say that to say nothing bad has happened to me. Many bad things had happened, but I found joy when I reconnected with God. And that's like the best thing for me, especially someone who can kind of attach to the bad things that happen. Um, And just knowing that, you know, it might be a night, but the morning's going to come. Like, joy comes in the morning, every morning. Every morning I wake up, joy comes in the morning. Last night, I had insomnia. I literally cried myself to sleep till, like, four in the morning, and I did my little release mantra, and I fell asleep, and I was so peaceful, and I woke up peaceful, and it was like, I had a moment. I needed to release some things. I don't cry often, but when I do, it's normally, like, hours of just, like, a purge. Um, and so last night actually was one of those nights and I just feel so much lighter and just remembering like just even having an opportunity to talk to you ladies like this is a blessing like this is awesome like I just feel like just to share what I've gone through and try to encourage someone else like don't give up just keep trying because you will make it but don't strive like there's a difference between you know taking steps towards something and then feeling like you have to like be perfect and constantly going after it without God, because you will not get there. You will not succeed. It will just only bring more, more feelings of, you know, not being fulfilled or never reaching the end goal, because, you know, he doesn't want us to strive. Like, he wants to come, he wants us to come to him to help lead us to the finish line. Like, we still have work to do as part of that relationship, but, like, we can't do it without him. And it's just, so much easier. I would not want to do it without God. Like Amen. I just would not want to do it without him. Wow. You're absolutely right. There's no way I'd want to relive last year without knowing God. Yeah. There's not, I, I don't ever since, ever since I accepted him as my Lord and savior, there's not a single day that I regretted that. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't trade it for not knowing him. Not, not a single day. Yep. My goodness. Sarah, do you have any other questions to ask Daphne? 
You know, Daphne, I feel like we came in with these questions and like we said, we just let the Lord lead us to wherever we need to go. And you have given so many practical pieces of advice from Mm -hmm. experience. It's one thing to be able to say all of these things, but to have lived all of these things and you come out on the other side and I can't wait to post these in the show (laughs) notes that, that will be linked um, in this episode notes just so everyone can look back over these and write what they need to on a post-it note and put it on their mirror, whether it's release or the fact that God wants me to have peace and God wants me to be happy and I can try, but I don't have to strive. (laughs) So Liz, unless you have anything else, Daphne, is there anything else that you would like to leave with our listeners? Yeah, I would just like to share like, so this season's um, verses, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And so that's where I love when I'm feeling weak because I know that's an opportunity for God to come in and just like, just outdo himself as he always does. Um, And so I just wanted to share and like, even if, you know, you don't spend that much time in the Bible, you can even Google, you know, if you have a word that comes to you for this season, whether it's love or peace, or release, like you can Google Bible verses about that, or, you know, Chosen Girl has many resources as well. Like you don't have to be like a Bible literary scholar to <laughs> yeah. use the word, you know? I think a lot of people feel like, oh, they don't even want to read the Bible because they feel like they have to know all of it. But if you look at the Bible as a practical tool, it kind of changes your perspective. Um, so I highly recommend just finding that word or that verse that you can always go back to when you're having those lower moments in that season and, you know, and just being open to the Holy Spirit to even give you words that you may not even think matter, but just, if you hear something from him, if you feel something from him, I'll always say, explore it. Look it up in the Bible, Google it. It will make sense eventually. Just don't, don't, you know, don't, what is it? Um, don't just listen, but hear you know, mm-hmm. um, don't let it just go one ear and out the other, because I do believe God speaks to all of us in different ways, but we have to be willing to hear it and be open to it. Amen, girl. Let it that's sink so in. Good. Let it marinate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's so good. Daphne, thank you so much. Where can um, all of our followers find your music? Yeah, so you can find it under my artist name, which is Daphne Michelle on Spotify, Apple Music, um, Pandora, all of the streaming, whatever you stream music, you can definitely find. Um, I have about three songs out, but Your Grace is definitely the one that's um, more relatable to me in this season. Beautiful. We can't wait to let our listeners in on this. And of course, they're going to hear it in the intro and the outro. And we're so thankful for your obedience and sharing your gifts. And for being so vulnerable with us today. We just love you, Daph. Thank you. Oh, I love you guys too. Thank you for the opportunity. And oh, I wish I could hug you all, but I know. maybe someday soon. <laughs> yes, girl. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you next Tuesday, guys. Anything else, Liz? No, girl, that's it. All right, guys, y'all go follow Daphne on Instagram. Find her on Apple Music and all the places she mentioned. And we'll see you back here next Tuesday, everybody. 
That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.